Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor Brandon Lindell, Executive Ministry Pastor at James River Church. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. Well, we're going to be picking up where we left off in power today. We're in the book of Acts, a power-packed book, and we are in Acts 27, where the Apostle Paul, who's been in trial, is finally being sent to Rome to appear before Caesar, and he's going to be going by boat. And instantly, as you get into Acts 27, it starts to take a little while to get there, and they run into a storm. But the chapter really begins with Paul giving some, just a little bit of advice to the captain, to the centurion who's on the boat. Look at what Paul says. When we had lost a lot of time, the weather was becoming dangerous for sea travel because it was so late in the fall, and Paul spoke to the ship's officer about it. Many said, I believe there is trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. Now, I just want to make a little side note. This isn't my sermon, so don't count it in my preaching time, okay? So, but I do want to help you out, so you might want to write this down. When God puts godly people in your life, you should listen to them. That is good, somebody. Godly wisdom will go a long way. Sometimes God's put somebody in your life and just for the reason to help you, to encourage you, to challenge you. And I want to encourage you right now that when he does that, you're going to say, God, I'm going to have a listening heart because I want to go as far as you want to send me. God, I want to see your blessing in my life. When God puts somebody godly in your life, Listen to them, because godly wisdom will take you a long way. Can we thank God for the godly people in our life that God puts there to tell us things we don't want to hear when we need to hear it? And that's what Paul is doing right here. But unfortunately, they're like, ah, you're a prisoner, so uh, we're not going to listen to you. And the centurion paid more attention to the pilot and to the owner of the ship than to what Paul said. And because the harbor was not suitable to spend the winter, the winter in, the majority decided to put out from sea there on the chance that somehow they could reach Phoenix, which was a better harbor for wintering in. Let's look what happens. When a light wind began to blow from the south, the sailors thought they could make it. So they pulled up the anchor and sailed. But the weather changed abruptly, and a wind of typhoon strength called the Nor'easter burst across the island and blew us out to sea. Now, what's happening here is they would have been in a boat that would have been anywhere from 120 feet to 300 feet. We're talking a wooden boat. These aren't large ships that are out on the Mediterranean. And these nor'easters would come in, and they'd be like a typhoon where you could have sustained winds of 70 miles per hour. Imagine being in a boat, getting caught in a storm. And this goes on for 14 days. The swells would have been near 50 feet. Can you imagine riding in a wooden boat? Some of you don't even want to ride like on like a boat on Table Rock, okay? You're like, I, don't even put me on a cruise ship. I might get seasick. Could you imagine being on a boat that's that large on, in a storm with 50-foot swells going up and down? People would have been throwing up. It was, it was dark. They couldn't see the sun, it says. They couldn't see the stars. They were in a terrible, terrible Storm. It would have been a, a terrifying experience. Look at what happens. Since we were 
violently storm-tossed. The sailors began the next day to jettison the cargo. That cargo would have been like uh, grain they were carrying and different things that they're, they're throwing out to lighten the ship. On the third day, they threw out the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. And when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small tempest lay on us, all hope of our being saved was at last abandoned. They're not seeing any daylight. They're riding this storm. They're thinking they're all going to die and they lose hope. I want to talk to somebody today who's going through a storm. You're going through a storm. Maybe it's not the kind of storm where the wind and the waves are battering you and the rain's pouring down and maybe you're not seasick in your storm, but it is a violent storm. There are many different types of storms. There are emotional storms. There are physical storms. There are financial storms. There are storms with your kids. There are storms in your job. There are storms in your marriage. There are many different types of storms. And maybe today you find yourself going through a storm. And like these sailors here who are throwing over the ship's tackle, you're so sure you're not going to make it out of this storm that you are beginning to get rid of things that are of value in your life because you're convinced you're not going to make it through. You're going through a storm. Today, I want to speak to you from the subject, God in the storm. God in the storm. You know, the Bible says we serve a God who is near in times of trouble. He's near in times of trouble. That means God lives in trouble. That means when you're in trouble, God is close to you. When you're in trouble, God is there for you. God is near to you in times of trouble. You know, the enemy likes to tell people that God doesn't see you, that God doesn't care, that nobody knows what you're walking through. But the Bible says he is near to those in times of trouble. So it doesn't matter what you see, God cares. It doesn't matter what you feel, God cares. It doesn't matter how it looks around you, God is near to you. If you're in trouble, he's close by. He is near in the storm. If you're a follower of Jesus, it doesn't matter how hopeless you feel. God is near in the storm. But there are a few principles from Acts chapter 27 that can help you get through the storm and experience not only just getting through, but experiencing God's power and his presence in the storm. Let's look at them. Acts 27. It says, get, first of all, it says, get a word from God. Paul gets a word from God, and that's what changes his situation in the storm. Since they had been without food for a long time, Paul stood up among them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not set sail from Crete and incurred this injury and loss. How to win friends and influence people right there, right? Yeah, you, hey, I know we're all about to die, but you should have listened to me, okay? <laughs> you know, Paul could have camped there. He could have said, that could have been his whole attitude, his whole, that could have tainted everything that he saw and everything that he did from there. And if that happened, he wouldn't have got a word from God. Oftentimes when we're in a storm, we can backtrack and really focus on why, why would this happen or the principles of the decisions and the people and the way things went down to get us where we're at. 
But if you're looking at the problem that got you in the storm or the person that got you in the storm or the people that got you in the storm and you're totally focused on them, you can miss the presence of God in the storm. You can begin to say, you know what? If I wouldn't be here if it weren't for them. Your prayers, instead of being in the presence of God, you can find yourself only praying against a certain person. You know, it's, there's little grace in prayer when all your prayers are caught up with praying against people because God loves people. God's a God who's for people. If you find yourself wrapped up in the problem, you're going to find it hard to hear from God in the storm. Paul could have been bitter. He could have been like, man, I told them. And you know what? They didn't listen to me. He could have been going around causing division on the ship saying, you know what? You know what? I told you know what, guys, you wouldn't be here if it weren't for that captain. You wouldn't be here if it weren't for that commander. I actually told them this was going to happen. If he's caught up in bitterness, he's going to miss the presence of God. If he's caught up in the why of the storm, he can miss what God wants to do through the storm. Maybe you don't hear God. Maybe you're in a storm right now and you're like, I don't hear God and I, I don't see God. And man, I would love to get in his presence, but that, that, that seems very hard to me or very distant to me. And it may be because you're caught up in the reason the storm is happening. You're bitter towards a person because of the storm, because of a decision that may, was made. And you need to let that go so you can access the peace of God. Look at Paul. Look at what happens. He says, yet now I urge you to take heart. He starts encouraging them, for there will be no loss of life for you, but only of the ship. How does he know that? Look at what happened. For this very night there stood beside me an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I worship. And he said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar. And behold, God has granted to you all those who sail with you. Paul in the storm, gets a word from God. You know, God wants to give you a word in your storm. God has a word for you in what you're walking through. And you know what? It will start with how God talks to the Apostle Paul. It starts, he says, do not be afraid. Do you know, do not be afraid is the number one command that God gives in Scripture. It's the most often given command because it's the most often used tool of the enemy to derail people, is to walk in fear, to, to magnify fear, to begin to, through fear, prophesy, speak about the future of what is going to happen to you. You know, fear can be prophetic, but it's a lie from the enemy. So God comes to Paul and says, we're going to start with this, Paul. Do not be afraid. Everybody on this ship is abandoned hope. You don't see a lot happening on this ship until this moment when Paul, being spoken to by God, is told, do not be afraid. If God's going to speak to you in your storm, if you're going to get a word from God in your storm, it's going to start by you getting in the presence of God and experiencing the peace of God. It's hard to hear from God if you're racked with anxiety. It's hard to hear from God if you're focused on what you think could happen and all the possible outcomes and why things aren't happening the way you thought they would and, and the difficulty that you're walking in and how hard it is. It's difficult to hear from God when you're full of fear. So he comes to Paul and says, do not be afraid. That's why it's important to get in God's presence and not start with, okay, God, you said I need a word from you. I'm going to hear from you, but to get in his presence and allow the peace of God 
to dwell in your hearts, to wash over you. You know, the Bible says there's a peace that passes all understanding. When God gives you peace, oftentimes it supersedes what you see around you. It's like, well, I don't understand. This is all still going on, but yet I have peace. It's because it's the peace of God. And when you're in the peace of God, you're positioned to hear from God. That's why God often comes to people and says, don't be afraid. Because he knows until you set that down and you say, God, I'm going to look at you and experience your peace. It's going to be very hard to hear about the future. Very hard to see your way out. Very hard to experience his presence and his purpose. Get a word from him. But he says, do not be afraid. And then what's he say? Paul, you must stand before Caesar. He gives him a word about his purpose. You know, when you're in the storm, oftentimes you can begin to say, well, I thought God said this to me at one time. You know, I thought, I thought things would be different. I thought that I would, I, I thought this was where God was taking me, but now I don't know because I'm in a storm. It doesn't look like we're going to get out of this. It doesn't look like we're going to make it. It doesn't look like anything that God spoke to me was going to happen. But as you get in his presence, he gives you a word and he says, you know what? I'm taking you through this. You may not see a way out, but I got this. You're going to make it through. Somebody here needed to hear that today. You are going to make it through your storm. God has got this. He sees where you're at. He still has a purpose for your life. What he spoke to you will happen because God is able in your storm. You're going to make it through your storm. You're going to hear from God and he's going to speak to you. No, I still got it for you. You got to get in his presence, though. How do you get in God's presence? You know, I, I'm not against any time, you know, people are like, man, I'm an on the go prayer. I think praying on the go is awesome. I, 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 you know, the Bible says, pray always, be joyful continually, give thanks in every circumstance. We should, we should always be praying, always be in a constant relational uh, conversation with the Lord. But there's something about saying, God, this isn't just something where I'm going to on the go pray. I'm going to get into your presence. You know, Jesus said, when you pray, go into the inner room and shut the door. And then the father who sees what you've done in secret will reward you. You got to get in his presence. You got to say, God, I, I need a word from you. And God, I believe you're going to give it to me. And it's valuable enough to me that, God, I'm going to take time and I'm going to get with you you got to take opportunities to get in his presence. Maybe that's in prayer meeting. You say, God, I'm going to get in the altar until you give me a word. I'm going through a storm, God, but I believe, God, you are able. And God, I know you will speak to me if I ask you, God, because you said you're near to those in times of trouble. God, give me a word. And you say, God, I'm going to get in your presence. I'm going to get in your presence. you got to get ruthless about distractions. Say, God, I'm going to eliminate things that hinder me from hearing your Voice And as you do that, God will speak into your life in a way that you didn't think was possible. The, yeah, the storm might still be raging, but you'll get a word from God. And as you get that word from God, it's going to start to change your situation. Because Paul not only gets a word from God, he does the second thing. He says, I'm going to walk in what God said. I'm going to walk in what God said. Look at what happens. For this very night, there stood before me an angel, and he said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar. 
And behold, God has granted you all those who sail with you. So take heart, men. For I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told. But we must run aground on some island. I love that. Paul gets a word from God, but he doesn't just sit on the word. He doesn't say, you know, God, I, I thank you for that word. God, when it happens, God, I'll tell people about it. God, when it happens, I'll start to act on it. God, when it happens, then I'll have faith you can do it. You know what faith is? Faith is being sure of what you do not see. We live by faith, not by sight. And oftentimes in our walk with the Lord, faith is voice activated. Faith is voice active. You got to speak what God said to you. You got to begin to act on what God said to you. You got to be able to say, okay, God, this is what you said you're going to do. I believe you're going to do it. And so I'm going to act on it. You imagine the faith that it took Paul to gather up these sailors and say, hey, guys, guess what? An angel talked to me. We're going to make it through this. He's not talking to his life group right here. He's not talking to a bunch of Christians in this boat that are like, yeah, man, that's awesome. Shouting him down while he's telling them the word. He's talking to sailors. He's talking to pagans. He's talking to soldiers. He's a prisoner, but he has a word from God. And he says, you know what? I'm going to act on the word that God gave me. You know, there's power when we speak the word that God has spoken to us. There's power. If, you know, maybe you're like, well, give me a scripture. I, I will do that. Jesus said, if you have faith like the grain of mustard seed, you will say. If you have faith, you will say. Some of you have, saying, well, I have faith. Well, are you talking? If you have faith, you will say. Well, I don't know how it'll work out. That's the point of faith. Did God say it? Well, yes, he did. Then you need to speak it. Because if you have faith, like a grain of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. The mountain moves when you speak to the mountain. You speak to the mountain because God gave you a word of faith. You know, Paul said it like this in Corinthians. He said, since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. So we also believe, so we speak. God's spoken to your heart. God gives you a word. You need to act on that word and begin to let it out of your mouth. Some of you, that means like in your marriage, you got to start talking like your marriage is getting better you got to start acting like your marriage is moving forward. Why? Because God spoke to you. It will happen. You need to act on that. Amen. Some of you, you're in your workplace. You need to gather your employees together and say, you know what? I know it doesn't look great right now. I know there's a lot of problems. I know as a company we're going through a storm. But I got a word from God, and I know it will happen. We're going to get through this. You need to let faith come out of your mouth. And as you do that, you're going to watch the atmosphere change at your workplace. You're going to watch the atmosphere change in your marriage. Some of you need to speak over your child. You need to say, you know what? I love you. I'm for you. God's got a plan for your life. It's not going to end here. This is going to, you're going to get out of this. We're going to get through this because I love you and I got a word from God. We're going to make it through. Speak words of faith and you watch God change the atmosphere. You watch God move the mountain. You watch God do the impossible in your life. When you say, God, I'm going to say what you said. It's going to come out of my mouth. Some of you have been afraid to speak. Some of you have sat and you've been cowered by the enemy thinking, well, I don't know. What if I'm not? 
person of faith? What if I don't have what it takes? What if I'm not that spiritual? And God has come to you and he said, I'm giving you a word. It doesn't matter who you are. It matters what I said. The question is, will you say what I said? Because when you start to speak, you're going to see God move. Say it. Some of you need to say it. Some of you need to start speaking over the people in your life. You need to start speaking to your coworker. Say, I'm going to speak life over you. I'm going to love you even though you don't love me. You know what? You might be what I think is the reason for this storm, but I'm going to start to speak what God spoke to me over you. Well, they might think I'm crazy. That does not matter. If you start to say it, he'll start to do it. The word of God is true. There's power in faith. There's power in our words. There's power when we encourage. There's power. And you know what? This isn't positive confession. This isn't think good thoughts and it will happen. This is a word of God coupled with faith that has actual power to bring actual change to actual situations because we serve a God who is able. Amen. Come on. Give God some praise right now. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. Turn to somebody and say he's able. Turn to somebody and say he's for me. Turn to somebody and say he loves me. Turn to somebody and say, I'm going to speak some faith. I've let my mouth get quiet, but I'm not going to do it anymore. I've been silent, but I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to give God praise before the storm moves. I'm going to give God praise because he loves me now. I'm going to give God praise because he's able now. He's able. He's able. He's good. Sit down. You're good. You're good. You know, When we act on what God says, we begin to walk in what he says. We're going to start to see him do amazing things. That's what exactly happened to Paul. He walked in what God says. And then third, he watched God work through him. When you walk in what God says, you're going to watch God work through you. Look at it. When the 14th night had come, about midnight, the sailors suspected that they were nearing land. And as the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship and had lowered the ship's boat into the sea under pretense of laying out anchors from the bow. So basically, they're just trying to get away. Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the ship's boat and let it go. Watch the influence Paul all of a sudden has on the ship because he's just started speaking hope into a hopeless situation. As day was about to dawn, Paul urged them all to take some food. Today is the 14th day that you've continued in this suspense. They all thought they were going to die. They all thought they weren't going to make it through. And have it without food, having taken nothing. Therefore, I urge you to take some food, for it will give you strength, for not a hair is to perish from the head of any of you. I love that because... You know, when you're in a storm so often, you can go towards not just how it's affecting you, but just sort of self-preservation. Like, man, I, I don't have time to focus on other people right now because I just got to get got to get me right. I don't know if I'm going to be OK. I don't know how this is going to work out for me. But when God gives you a word and his peace comes in your situation, there is a godly confidence that comes in that allows you to care for other people. And sets you up to bring influence and bring life and bring his presence 
into other people's lives. Oftentimes it's the storms of life that are the platform that God uses us to reach and help others. It's them watching you go through a storm, or maybe they didn't see you, but there's an intangible about what you say. It's seasoned from somebody who's lived with faith, who's been through a storm that allows you to speak with courage and conviction in other people's lives. He says, not one hair is going to perish from the head of any of you. And when he had said these things, he took bread, giving thanks to God in the presence of all, and broke it and began to eat. Then they were all encouraged and ate some food themselves. You know, Paul, at the beginning of this chapter, he's a liked person, but he's not a listened to person. And you may not be able to determine all the whys of what you're walking through. And honestly, that's not really the best use of your and my time when we go through a storm is to go, why is this happening? Why, if I can just figure out why, if I can just know what's happening, if I can just know why. We don't always get the answers on that. You know, the, Jesus said in this world, you're gonna have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Sometimes it can be a decision. Sometimes it can be the enemy. Sometimes it can be just the fact we live in a sin-cursed world that you go through a storm. But we serve a God who is able to work all things for the good of those who love him and are called appointing to his purpose. He's able to work all things for your good. He loves you today. And the fact that he can work all things for the good means that he can take this situation and use it not just for your benefit, but the benefit of people around you. So in the end of the day, you're gonna look back on this time in your life and you're gonna say, yeah, it was hard. And you're gonna say, yeah, I didn't understand. And yeah, I didn't think I could do it. But I know that God, you used it for the good. I have now have a platform that I never thought was possible. I'm encouraging other people in their finances now. I went through something and now God's used me to help other people. I'm reaching people for Jesus like I never thought I would. I have a boldness that I never thought I would because I have a story to tell that God gave me. He took me through a storm and I didn't at the time know why it was happening, but I know he was faithful. I know he was good. I saw him work things out that I never thought were possible. And as people watch that, maybe you're going through a storm right now and there's people with you in it. As they see, you know, the, these sailors and soldiers, they see Paul going through it and they're like, you just have a confidence that we do not have and a peace. You just seem to think this is going to work out. But remember, it's not just saying, you know what, I'm going to pull myself up and I'm going to be a confident, positive person. He got a word from God. And then he started acting and walking out that word. And then he got to watch what God does through him. Today, God's brought you here on this Father's Day 
Some of you right now, you're going through a storm and he brought you to this moment and he's speaking to you right now because the word you need from him is not one that's in your future. It's actually one he already gave to you. And he said, you know what? You know I've spoken this to you. You know that I have this for you, but you need to be reminded God's already given you a word. Now you just need to walk it out and you need to watch him do what only he can do. Cooperate with what he's doing in your life and watch him work it out.